I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like La Pub, Leavenworth Prison, and Love Scout 24. Why not? Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. All right. Yeah, I'm recording this. You know, it's, uh, you know, we're uh, right in the middle of, well, we're past the middle of May. Well, we're getting on, on, on the way here. I'm actually recording this on the day that this episode is coming out. Uh, we switched up the release times from uh, Wednesdays to Thursdays because, uh, I don't know, uh, looks like, uh, you know, the scientists who helped me out with this uh, podcast you know, basically Google, you know, I got a whole team of scientists. They work for Google. All right. Uh, you know, they're saying that, uh, you know, people download more shit on Thursdays because maybe that's a good way. Good day to listen to podcasts. Hope I don't bump too many people out with it. But, you know, it's like if if you prefer to uh, listen to this on a Wednesday, you could always like skip a week and then you'll have the last week's episode always ready for you to go on Wednesday. Right. That's the way that works. All right. Um, anyway, uh, this one, we got Neil and Tom from Panic Problem. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen these guys live. Uh, they're not a Canadian band uh, brought to you by Melanie KPR. And uh, basically, yeah, I don't, I, like I said, I've never seen them ba- live. But if they're uh, as funny and fun as they are were to talk to on a podcast live, then you should definitely check out their show because uh, the tunes are great and uh, they're just fun dudes and we had a good time. Um, want to give a shout out to the patrons. Actually, no, I don't want to give a shout out to the patrons. I want to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. Luke Ellis, Hedda Royston, Gem City, Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. Thanks to guy, again, guys, so much uh, for helping me do this. Uh, Patreon is getting weird with like weird tax shit and stuff. So there's going to be some changes going on. It shouldn't impact anybody is like how much you want to put in there or anything, but like, I don't know, maybe we can, it'll, I'll have to change some things up and we can like grow the community who's like helping me uh, have money. So I don't die trying to do this thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you want to become a, a producer of the podcast, you can hit me up on patreon.com slash green. Uh, if you just want to let your voice be heard, I know people have been chiming in a lot on these uh, Greens Cocktail Hour things, which I'm doing on Saturdays. Uh, we'll keep doing that as long as uh, it seems like a thing to do. Uh, I might have to miss a weekend here or there for like, you know, shit happens and I, I can't be around uh, to do a live thing. And uh, if that happens, I'll try to like, you know, make, have a makeup day or something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it'll work out, but we'll see what we can do. And uh, in the meantime, you know, you guys keep asking me lots of questions on those things. And that's cool. Like, I like uh, that's kind of why we do that. You know, um, same reason we used to do the uh, DJ thing, uh, you know, during the Interrupters tour. Me and Officer Bradford doing DJ uh, after show parties and stuff. Um, it's it's fun, but it's also grueling. And, uh, you know, but ultimately it's a it's a way for us to, like, you know, hang out with fans and like talk to you guys and whatnot, um, in person or, uh, <laughs> over, over the internet. Uh, but you know, another way to do that is, uh, call the intruder green calling line and you'll let your voice be heard by everybody. Um, I'm sure you guys have interesting things to say. Um, so you can get me there at plus one, six, oh, eight, five, three, five, nine, six, oh, eight. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. I don't know uh, what's changed in the in the in the days since the last podcast as far as, uh, you know, politics and whatnot. Uh, probably not much. Uh, so 
without further ado, on with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Detroit Green, an inmate at Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil and Tom from Panic Problem on the Intruder Green Podcast. How you doing, guys? All right. Doing, uh, doing good. We finally made it to the intro. <laughs> we're like <laughs> halfway there. I feel like we're halfway there. I've been, uh, I've been, been kind of like, you know, feeling cooped up, doing what we got to do these days. And uh, I already did like one podcast and I got another podcast after this. And I feel like it's, it's only proper. Especially because the last podcast I did, it's like a drinking podcast. So I'm having a drink for each podcast. I mean, Perfect. that makes sense, right? That's that's like what you do. I think that's, that's a, I think that's a really solid. I think it's a really of solid course. idea. Yeah. All yeah. right. Sounds good. I'm glad we're on the same boat there. Now you guys are based out of uh, Baltimore, right? That's right, Charm City. All right. Yep. You you down with the uh, like I know whenever we go to Baltimore we always stay with Rachel at the Feed the Scene house. You ever been there? Oh, we love, dude. We love Rachel. Rachel is yep. the best. Yeah, she really takes care of you, and she's got a nice place to stay. I would definitely recommend hitting her up if anybody listening is into that. Um, yeah, yeah Feed the Scene is amazing. Yeah, it's such a cool thing that uh, like I guess she started it basically, and then yeah. I know she works with somebody else. I can't remember where her friend is from who also is doing it, but like, you know, it's a cool thing she's doing and trying to like push it. Basically, like, feed the scene. And I actually should probably talk to her right now because who knows what she's doing with these, uh, you know, pandemic times when nobody's touring, but she's still got to kind of keep her dream alive. So maybe she's helping out in other ways. And I should get a hold of her about that. But that's another thing. You should hit her up. She's doing, she's actually doing awesome. I was just talking to her. Um, we're actually working on a music video right now that I got to kind of keep oh, under wraps, cool. but she's well, actually... You just said uh, it on the podcast, so... Uh, she, yeah, mm. it's, it's not on oh, the wraps. I mean, hey, look. <laughs> okay. You moron. I mean, hey, uh, but the, uh, but she do we, may or may there, not be Do I seriously need to edit that out or what? No, no, no. Keep it in. Okay. It adds a lore and, and mystique. That's right. We won't say which song it is or who, or, or who the actors are. <clears throat> yeah. Keep them guessing. It, it, it may or may not be about us. You don't know. That's right. But go on about that. You're doing a <laughs> video. I need to know more. I don't so, think yeah, you we finished got, it. No, we're, we're actually we're working on a we're working on a music video right now um, for a song called "I Love the East Coast." It's the last song on the record. Um, it's about how we think that the uh, the East Coast is amazing, and it's not that we don't like other places. It's just that it so happens that. We are particularly fond of that place. Well, that's and, good. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that because so many people write, write songs about how great the West Coast is. And I will, I will agree with those songs like the Beach Boys, you know, California Girls. And they're like, uh, I don't know, 
uh, about a million songs that came out in the 90s were like, yeah. oh, I fucking love living on the West Coast and all this stuff. Fucking get my Starbucks coffee and all that. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> well, you can get Starbucks anyway now. But, uh, yeah, the East Coast is fucking tight. So I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's the OG. It's where everyone came from initially. You That's know? true. So there, once upon a time, the Wild West was the East Coast. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. That's right, man. You know, so I mean, and, and that's the thing. To, I mean, to everybody, you know, who's listening, you know, as far as we're concerned, there's <clears throat> you're always welcome to return. Go back to your roots. Come back to the East Coast. <laughs> you know, it's never too late. So if you're in the yeah. Midwest, it's not the Midwest stinks. It's a perfectly fine place to, to go and, and be and live you yeah, know, for a while. Some of and it is. Just, and then come back. Yeah, come back to where we all belong on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, some parts of the East Coast probably have too many people. I wouldn't recommend going to every place in the East Coast. Yeah, you know, but there's it's just exactly just don't go there. Go right. to the other places. Go to the other places. You know, um, Tom, like you know Baltimore. some of those places. What do you got? Exactly. Uh, don't go to New York. It's too crowded. Fucking uh, come to Baltimore. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Come to Baltimore. Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore, we got we got don't, plenty of room. Don't get me wrong. I love New York, but it is definitely too fucking crowded there. I mean, this whole pandemic thing they got going on, the way they have to deal with it, holy shit, they're never good not a lockdown there. You guys, I mean, uh, it's weird because it's weird because you know every time I've been to New York, it's always under construction. <laughs> it's like a Pennsylvania oh, yeah. road. I'm like, when, like, when? Then <laughs> again, I love that town. I love it to death. But I'm like, guys, like, could you stop? Like, just you know, take a break. Let's all look at it, see how it looks. It looks good. All right, then like work on one thing. But like. Everywhere I go, it's always under construction. I'm like, what are you working on? That's, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> well, my, that's my take on New York. It's that good. would be pretty I funny if, stop, if construction, construction workers worked the way you want them to. Just like, hey, look at it. Looks good. All right. We must be finished here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. You know, like, the, and the thing is, you know, I mean, you know, nothing against construction workers. I love them. I love them all to pieces. You know, good job, guys. Keep, yeah. keep doing it. But like, you know, calm down. Just calm down. <laughs> That's it's, right. Yeah, I mean, what? Why so place? serious, right? A break. <laughs> I'll, hey, let me ask you. I want to. I'm doing the questions now. Let me okay. ask you a question. That's I'll, fine. I gotta tell you the, the way the way you talk is infectious. How many times do you talk to people and halfway through the conversation they're talking like you by the end? Because I'm doing it right now. And I don't even mean to it. Well, and you're I, from I, the I, East I Coast. Like you know a, how it is. Like such a. <laughs> it's amazing. I just. It's so cool. I love it. I, love I mean, that's how accents happen anyway, right? You you, you, right. you are around people long enough, and then you pick it up, and then that's the way you talk. Um, in it's my case, time. I was in prison long enough that I got a prison accent. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> it can sense. be infectious. You end up in a place, and you, uh, you know, get it that becomes an accent. Uh, that's, yeah, infectious. That's how infections happen, I think. Is you just around the, people long yeah, enough? And, basically, you know, I mean that's whatever. my understanding of it too. Basically, infections. I mean, the way I see it is infections infect, and then you get something. So it's like a three-step right. plan. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Honestly, in this day and age, I appreciate the straightforwardness of it. Frankly, you know, there's no there's no bait and switch. It's either point A or point B. That's the end of it. I appreciate the straightforwardness of it. I like it. This one time I was on tour. And I was playing like, uh, like not even Boston, but like north of Boston. And all these, all these kids came out to the show, and it was totally cool. And this old band that I was in, we were, we were also from Baltimore. And they're like, you know, they got like the most hard Massachusetts Boston accents. And they're like, you guys talk hella weird. You guys sound like <laughs> space mutants. And I was dying. I couldn't handle it. 
because no one no one who has an accent thinks that they have an accent. They think they talk like a yeah. you know that your ears hear like a normal person. And then you take yourself out of context, and you sound like a, it's just completely amazing. Like I uh, sometimes you know you'll see a video of yourself and you're talking to people from like a different part of the country, and not only do they sound different, but you're like I sound like that. I didn't think I sound like that. Yeah, you know, like it's just weird. And and the Baltimore accent is it's my favorite accent in the whole country. It's also one of the only accents that people deliberately try to not have if they have it. And it always comes out when you're angry. And it's the one accent you don't want to have when you're angry because no one will take you seriously. Unless you're from Baltimore. And then they'll take you seriously. Do you guys have that accent? You try to cover it up or what? Because I don't hear it. I try to cover it up a lot. Um, I'm I'm born and raised in Baltimore. Um, I live in southern Pennsylvania now. Cause I got no money, but the, <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, you, you try to, you try to cover it up. You got one at this point, Tom, you've been living in Hamden for a while. You gotta have it. No, I, I like to make fun of it though. Uh, oh, dude. no, it all, all in good fun. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. grew up in New York. I don't know why you wouldn't. I grew up in Damn. New York. I grew up in New York and I've lived in Baltimore for a total of around 14 years. I've also lived in Florida. also lived in California. So oh, shit. I'll, I was going to say, you almost sound like you could be from California. You got that a little bit of draw there. It's nice. Yeah. So, you know. I, it's welcoming. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck my, my voice sounds like anymore. Yeah. yeah. You're a mutt. You're a mutt. Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. It's good. You, that's why you're so eloquent, because, yeah, I've got the Baltimore accent. Like, if you were to do it, it's like, um, see, I got to move my jaw around in order to get it right. Like, it's like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's like. Hey, hon, we're gonna rip that guy off good. What we're gonna do is we're gonna get around that back, take his tires, leave that car on uh, well, mostly cinder blocks. Find something, Rico. Put put one more in there. Like that's that's the Baltimore accent. And it's, like go down to Richie Highway, get yeah, yourself. Go down to Richie Highway. Them dancing girls down there is real good. Like it's holy <laughs> shit. Real, it's not good. That sounds like a perfect is, mixture you really of hard. You try so hard to to get rid of it. And then when as soon as you get frustrated with someone, it comes right out. So it's like, don't you talk to me that way. I'm going to go and do my thing over there. And you're like, oh, great. That's that's how you talk to someone, you know, and they just kind of look at you like you have eight heads. And again, except unless you're from Baltimore, in which case they escalate it, you know, like they're like, you know, you ain't going over here. You're going over here. You know, it's just all right. And yet you were talking about five dollars. It had nothing to do with location at all. That's crazy. That's that that accent, though, if, if if what you did was accurate, and even if it's not accurate, it still is an amazing thing you did with your voice. Well, it's, it sounded like, uh, like the perfect cross between like a rural accent, like when you're out in the country, and it's weird how like people, even in like Wisconsin, where you know Massachusetts like likes to hang out a lot because it's cold, uh. You know, people up there, when they live out in the country, lots of times they sound like they're from the South. And we never really yeah, got that. Weird. Except it's not really a Southern accent. There are Southern accents, but it's also like... Uh, no, it's weird. Y- it's super y- weird. Yeah, so like Baltimore has this really weird history where a lot of um, people from West Virginia and Ohio um, came to work in these uh, foundries, oh, these yeah. metal smithing places. So in the there's middle. actually one still standing there called... Steve, right? Like Steve Silver, Tom? Steeple. Steeple. Steeple, yeah. Wait, oh, some shit like Something that. silver. So they were all I thought you were saying like Steve's places. over. 
Like Steve. Yeah. Hey, our buddy Steve's yeah, over. Steve Silver. Hey, come on down. Yeah. We got all the silver you want and somebody else's too. You know, so it's like That's right. it's, yeah, but it's like it's a it was it was a harbor town. It's an old super old town. Um and a lot of a lot of Appalachia came to uh Baltimore and basically got stuck because oh, the shit. industry that makes a lot up. of sense. Yeah. It it dried up and they got stuck and like the same families have been living in the same houses, particularly in this one neighborhood called Hamden that we're talking about. And it's a really interesting dynamic in that part of Baltimore because you have these families that have literally been um, you know, in in this area for, you know, a couple hundred years that truly are the locals at this point. And then you have, you know, Hamden's gone through a few different um kind of like revivals uh, at this point. And so you get like you get the artist wave that moves in and then you know the oh, developers yeah. come in and they price out all of the you know all of the artists and you know, we all have to like move to like a periphery or a perimeter and right. the blues lawyers come in from DC. But the but the true Hamdenites, they've owned their properties for like ever. They have no bills. And so you have this really weird mix of these like Baltimore hillbilly city people and these like really affluent people living like shoulder to shoulder it's super interesting and strange wow i mean yeah it's fucking a diversify why not all right (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of crystals and rickies in hand yeah a lot of hillbilly shit going on yeah like my favorite my favorite baltimore story was i was having breakfast one time with uh she was my girlfriend then she's my wife now and we were um eating breakfast we walk out and there's this couple and one of the biggest, one of the coolest things is, is that a lot of people in Hamden, they wear winter coats. doesn't matter what season it is. Oh. They're always wearing winter coats with fur linings. It's crazy. But so they're oh, wearing shit. a winter coat. This guy's got no shirt on, winter coat. He looks like something out of like one of those like uh, Vin Diesel triple X movies, you know? And uh, <laughs> What? what? I don't even know what that street. means. He looks like Vin Diesel? <laughs> he's walking in the street with his, with his lady. They, they, cause they're walking in the middle of the street with their kid and his lady and this car pulls up and he just looks at her and looks at the car, looks at her again and just beelines it for the car. He's not running, but he's walking with a purpose, you okay. know, and uh, and she just screams at him because that's all you do in hand and his scream. And she's like, hey, where are you going? And he turns around and he just raises his arms like in that like sort of like Christ like, you know arms out, sort of arms wide open, creed sort of stance. Like he's being he turns crucified. Goes, I'm going to work. He just goes, I love you. And he goes, yeah, I love you too. He gets in a car and leaves. The entire thing was in the middle of the street. It was in the middle of the day. It was all done in screams. That's it. It's a perfectly fine exchange. They both love each other. They're raising a child. He's working. Everything's fine. But it's done in this completely strange, just cultural difference thing. It's super weird. And he's- He's working without a shirt, apparently. And, but with a coat. Well, no okay. shirt, but with a coat. But it's sure. open. Hell yeah. So you know, he likes to party. You know, so it's this whole, it's this whole thing. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, Baltimore I, is the shit. Go Baltimore. Hell yeah. I've always had a good time in Baltimore. I mean, fuck. You know, like, we we party down there. Uh, it's a party city. It's a good place to hang out. I think we've... Uh, we all, we always go to this Italian deli when we're down there, and it's real good. Um, you got a lot of inner city shit happening, but it's not like New York where it's too fucking big. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I wonder what deli you went to. 
I don't know what the fuck it was called, but it's like a typical Italian deli, you know. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. You you walk in there and you got all these like Pellegrinos and like things for sale in the counter and oh, stuff. Oh, what's that joint? And oh, then you walk through. Like right downtown, Tom. It's like um, Mastelones. You could say the right name, and I will not know. Yeah, it's 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 some Italian. You could say any Italian name. That's yeah, Castiglione's. All right. <laughs> That's probably a real Italian name. Sorry if I offended anyone oh, yeah. by using it. <laughs> Four out of five guys who are not Italian agree. That's hmm. probably a real Italian name. All right. <laughs> um. Well, okay. I think we covered accents and uh, the fact that fucking Baltimore is rad. Um, yeah. And it does, does get a bum rap because people can't always concentrate on the negatives. But, you know, cool. like I said, we always have a fucking great time when we're there. Love coming to that city. Uh, but we should talk about the band. How okay. is the... You guys came out with a new album not too long ago, right? Yep. yep. A few weeks. Only yeah, a few weeks. weeks. It's been out for, it gets out for about a month. About a month. All right. And you're making a music video for it? Yep. And, and as far as I can tell, I, is this your first like full length? Yes. This is our, this is our debut first full length album. Yeah. We recorded it last year with uh, Pete from Bouncing Souls. Oh, tight. Yeah. And that was a dream come true. It was cool hanging out and partying in Asbury Park while we were doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. And oh, uh, man. we got some other friends there, too. I so fucking good love Asbury out. Park. And um, we got to, you know, the studio is in the Kate is Great House. So if you're like a Bouncing Souls fan, that's a cool piece of trivia. And like you walk through that place and there's like tons of cool, just like stuff, just like laying around, like album art that you didn't know was a painting and stuff like it's just it's really cool to see like all the stuff like almost out of context oh of yeah. how you normally would see it so it was really fun and i you know for me i think it sounds good you know it was cool um it was definitely cool recording guitars there and shit for sure awesome. oh yeah i'm sure i mean i love <laughs> asbury puck fucking it, it was always tight like i don't know if you guys played shows down there but by like uh yeah. with elaine's Used to yeah. be. Oh, yeah. Asbury Lanes, when that place was around. Um, I mean, I guess it's still around. I just haven't figured out, like, what the deal is because it used to be run, you know, real DIY. Yeah. And now it seems like it's like, I don't know, it's like you changed ownership or something. I don't know what the deal is. But oh, when yeah. I played there Big a time. few years ago, I, play, I had the privilege of playing there twice. And that place was a shit. That was one of the, like, crown jewels, in my opinion, of, like, as far as, like, East Coast places to play. Like built-in crowd and people wanted to actually hear you and <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Staff was cool shit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It was a it was a great place, great location because it was like you could fucking uh you know like play in a bowling alley, go bowling all fucking day, or like just like walk down to the beach and like hang out. It was fucking yeah. great. Um, but yeah, it's totally different now. Um, I haven't been back there actually since. It changed, but you know, you could just tell by going to their website that it's all fucked up. It, it's a, it seems, a, yeah, it just seems like, you know, and I'm not talking bad about the place, you know, nothing like that. It just seems it's different. And I'll do I that for, that, for know, us both. Whatever they're doing there, they're trying to be as true to how that place was as possible. Cause uh, for my, for my end, that, that place was the shit. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess I, I hope they do. I just don't think that that's probably going to happen. Um, me either yeah. i'm just trying to be polite <laughs> i know i know but i'm not um you know like 
it, it's not the same place anymore at all. It, it seems like uh, they're, you know, like, but that's a, that's what people do. It's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be like the type of person who loves uh, music? Is that a business based around music? Because um, that's good, but you're probably not going to make a whole lot of money at it. Or are you going to be somebody who like is really into money and you see an opportunity to yeah, like exactly. score some Fuck cash? That. Yeah, I mean, I don't think <laughs> because a business nah, is going I mean, down and you fucking take it over and like, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know that, what I gotta say. That's actually that's I mean, I got a lot of favorite things about punk in general, yeah. you know. Um, but I think one of my favorite things in general about just punk is how just collectively we kind of self-police and self-educate as a community to yeah. smell the bullshit a mile away. So, like, you know, I mean, it's like anything, like, when you tour, like, you play, like, DIY spaces, and you can tell those people are, like, they can barely rub two pennies together. But it's the coolest It's the coolest place you'll ever play, and it's the coolest thing you'll ever, you know, like, it, it ends up becoming, like, a place that you always have to try and go to, and you lament, you know, you're so bummed out when it goes away for whatever reason. And then there's those other places that are real shiny, the real, you know, clean. They yeah. got the best dressing room and all that shit. And you're just like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. those places are pretty nice to play too because, like, if they do it right, it's not just clean and pretty. It's like they treat you like really oh, well. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but again, you can pick those. You can pick those details out. You know, yeah. like there's there's little details, little cracks in in that where you go, oh no shit. Like um, a great actually a great example. Uh, you, I don't know if you've ever played the Black Cat. In, in Washington, D.C., but that place, that really? place is the shit, and that's a big venue, that's yeah. a big club, you know, and, but they, they've been doing it for years and years and years and years, and the reason why bands, no matter how big they get, keep going back there is because they treat the bands and they treat the, the people who like music really well, you know, yeah. so, it, you know, th- I, I, to your point, I think that people that are really about it, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like uh, you don't have to fuck anybody over to have a good time in punk. You don't have to. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, um, you still can. I this, you just don't have to. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want. <laughs> right? yeah, but it's a choice. It's a choice. I mean, I it happens. Interview, I just heard this interview, actually. It's not like punk um, rock isn't dangerous, all right? It still is a little bit dangerous, but... Not nearly as much well, as it yeah. used to be. I mean, but you know, punk. I mean, the cool thing about the cool thing about punk music is it, it is dangerous. It's extremely dangerous, but it has a but it has a community with it. So that's the difference. Oh yeah, for sure. So like, punk can be punk can be you know scary as shit and dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, like, I played. Actually, here's a funny here's a funny story. I I went on a tour one time and I played Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, that's a nice place. I love Oshkosh to death, but we ended up, my old band ended up playing with like some, some bands by accident that were maybe tied into um, like some not so good things by accident. Like we didn't know what the deal was. Like racism? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that uh, up in that area. Until we, until we fucking got there, you know? Yeah. Um, But then simultaneously, you know, there were a lot of really cool kids that came after that show. Yeah. And kind of still made it cool, even though some of the bands that that ended up in that thing weren't. Right. You know, so they like, didn't know anything about it, those bands, probably. Well, then that's the thing. You know, it's like and, and you know, I think it's like anything. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys have to know this, too. Like, you, you know, uh, probably more than I do, which is that, you know, at a certain point, you, you play enough, you know, you tour enough, you do enough 
of everything that like it, it it all comes back around at a certain point so that you as long as you're being true to yourself and you're being genuine like back to the you know asbury lanes thing and and other cool shit like that like if you're if you're genuine like that like you're it's not going to be a problem you know you're going to be you're going to come out all right and it's a small community i mean it, punk is you know massive but it's still a close-knit group you know so just don't be a don't be a creep or too much of a creep <laughs> yeah don't be a dick yeah there it is that's the don't, one there it is don't <laughs> I heard that branding from somebody else. I can't take credit for it, but I would try to anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, fucking Oshkosh Bagash. That's the thing I was going to say. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. that's the weird thing about it, too, is, like, we play with bands, or I, I played with bands, like, uh, you know, over the years, and, like, sometimes they say some fucked up shit on stage, and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? I was just talking to that guy. I did not realize he was a fucking racist piece of shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fucking weird. It's, <laughs> yep. Why? Why did that yeah, happen? Right? Where did that... Yeah, and then you come to realize, like, oh, there's a lot of that shit in this scene. But it's not necessarily the scene that's the problem. It's the community around the scene. Because it's always about, like, the sub, you know, the sub-community, which is punk rock that is based on this scene. And of course, there's going to be some fucking assholes in it who think like, oh, here's a bunch of misfits. Well, here's what I got to say. And then you're well, like, that's the thing. wait I a mean, minute, buddy. That's, that's, that's not cool. And that, and see, that's, that's I, in a weird, in a weird sort of way, that's, that's like, that's one of the things that I like about, uh, like about punk is that like, unlike a lot of other shit that's out there, you know, like it's, it's still a fringe community. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it, to me, you know, I grew up in a really rural area. I grew up where, you know, if you if you weren't dressed like one of three, you know, kinds of things, you were going to get labeled out. And it didn't. And and you didn't have to actually like punk music. You could be into like Dungeons and Dragons or like fucking Nintendo or shit or just oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, like you, you know, if you just weren't one of those three things, it was very like uh, Shermer, Illinois. You know, like if you weren't one of those three things from the <laughs> breakfast club, like you were out, it just wasn't going to exist for you. Yeah. And so that was our punk scene that we grew up in. So it was a bunch of miscreants and misfits and, and extras and odd ends. And it's been so cool, like keeping up with the, the kids from the Carroll County, you know, Maryland music scene, because it's still going on. And a lot of those guys have gone on to do like rad shit, like um, uh, Derek from the Nightbirds, the drummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of those kids. Okay, oh, yeah. and like he runs Wall Ride Records, you know, that put out the herbs and shit. So like, oh, it's just like, it's just cool. It's just cool stuff because like. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains, uh, medallions, and what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company 
that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs. Because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff. But chances are you're going to have some left over or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuporedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a stupid merch company web store right now and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them like uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now... Right now, if you go on there and you, at checkout, you use the code PRISON, you can get 15% off all of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. StupidRedMerch.com Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you got to look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know. Crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. You know, we all, we all grew up with each other and we all went on to do cool things. And that's still going on. And it's still... A bunch of people who had nothing else to do but to your point like that's also how some weirdos can slip in you know oh, that's yeah. how they slip in under that under that sort of that extra you know and it takes a minute because you know they always put up some front you know they they fake it and then all of a sudden you know uh oh wait a minute that guy's weird that or that girl said that racist thing or you know it's, yeah. it's that shit and the nice thing is most of the time it it does weed itself out pretty quick um which is good you know um before too much harm and damage can get done so that's that's fucking cool yeah absolutely and i think uh you're right about punk rock still being a community we uh weed that shit out it's, it's yeah it's i mean better it's than anything cool. else going on in music i'll tell you that much all right all right all right <laughs> um so uh let's i gotta i gotta ask you guys unless unless you need to announce anything about the band and stuff um, but if not, I gotta ask you about uh, Crime Story. Oh, that's awesome. You got me. Yeah. yeah, I guess the only thing I would say, I, this is what I want to announce about the band, is that oh, yeah. um, you can go and buy our, our, our songs digitally on our band camp. 
our album digitally on our Bandcamp, which is www.panicproblembemore.bandcamp.com, or you can go to panicproblem.com and you can get a physical copy of the record. And I'm ironing shit out with the uh, with the web store. So if anything's weird there, just email us and we'll get you the copy. It'll be all hooked up. And you can listen to us on Spotify and all that digital shit. So there we go. We got that out of the way. That's done. And and now let's talk about some good shit. Let's do a crime <laughs> stories. I want to say, though, real quick, fucking love Bandcamp. Um, I'm glad you guys are, are dealing with it and you're still on the other streaming sites. Like, fucking, I got hooked on that shit so back in the day. And it's amazing because it's like anybody can put that shit on Dude. there. So, like, I, yeah. to this To this day, I think the biggest mistake that Facebook ever made was that they blew it on the music side of things because when MySpace was around, that's how I'm dating myself. That was very, to me, that was very music focused. And you could listen to band sure. shit right there. It was like a one-stop shop kind of deal. Yeah. And like, you could actually like, as a band, as an independent band, you could actually like monetize your, your MySpace shit actually pretty well. And Facebook is just like, it's a dump. I mean, it's just. Oh yeah, I, it's terrible. You do, you do it because you have to. If you yep. don't do it, people are like, what's with that guy? Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's super weird. But, like, it, thank God for Bandcamp, man. That That is, like, or dog or whatever you're into, you know, thank, uh, you know, this lamp that Bandcamp's around. You know, like, just I'm just stoked that Bandcamp is out there and we can make money uh, as, as artists. And most importantly, that you don't have to be some, like, rich person to actually put something out and people listen to it, you know? Yeah. So that's that's cool as shit. There, Hell that's my yeah. rant on Bandcamp. You're welcome. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I fucking it's not like I'm getting sponsored by them or anything. I just fucking think it's a great website. And in the age of like uh, so much goddamn shitty uh, social, uh, what do you call it? Social networks or whatever. Yeah. Like social internets and stuff. Uh, Bandcamp is like the one great thing that we still got going. Maybe YouTube. But uh, yeah, Bandcamp is like strong, and the, and the person no, turned me on. To- I mean, like that that shit is that shit is so cool. There's another thing. I don't know if you've ever checked this out or not. There's a really cool thing that's out there called Udemy. You ever heard of that thing? Uh, I heard of it. I don't know what the fuck it is though. It's cool as shit. Basically, like if so, like if you need to learn something, and oh, yeah, I need to learn. You can't a lot. figure it out on YouTube or Google. There's probably a Udemy class for it. So, like, for those people that are out there that are trying to, like, self-educate or just, like, really get something close to, like, a uh, like a college-type class on, on a something. Yeah. And you can do it with, like, audio engineering, too, uh, mechanics, uh, fixing your own house and shit. So, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there. And some of the classes are expensive, but they usually do sales. Um, I'm just a guy that likes to learn a lot of different shit, like, a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. And that's, like, between Google, YouTube you to me and then yeah like really weird band camp sites and shit like that like my life is complete <laughs> it's just awesome all right well i think we covered the internet <laughs> let's yeah, let's talk about it. some crime <laughs> yeah all of it i mean the only things that matter really i mean we figured it out we figured out the oh, internet hey. yeah one th- one thing real quick uh tomorrow is another one of those band camp days where oh, they're not yeah. taking any any oh, money from shit. bands so well go out there and support your bands uh buy their shit on Bandcamp. yeah oh shit but this isn't gonna come out tomorrow <laughs> so oh, that's all right we're fucked all right well then we would like just, to so, just so you know yeah <laughs> well yeah it's good that i know but at, at, at the same time i'm gonna leave it 
Maybe I'll edit out the part where I say this doesn't come out tomorrow because then people go on Bandcamp to get the deal. And even if there's that's no true. deal, they'll just that's be like, awesome. well, whatever. This is a cool that's website. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. fact, I'll just fact, edit out everything after you said about, leave it out. you talked about that's the deal. Genius. Yeah, That's the way oh, it's yeah, going to work. It's one of those weird free things. There you go. <laughs> I actually just realized what I'm going to do here. All right. I got to mark down this time. Yeah. All right. Crime stories, huh, guys? Let's do it. What you got? <laughs> oh, All right. I got one. All right. I got one. This, uh, this harkens back uh, May uh, 20 years ago or so, back when uh, that uh, terrible, terrible green, green leaf evil weed the uh the reefer of doom if it's green it can't still, be bad yeah yeah exactly it was illegal and uh yet i'll try to make this real quick but uh we were watching wrestling at uh at my friend's house in his apartment above a liquor store some real city shit that sounds tight as hell and uh yeah and uh we were actually doing some uh pre-production that week for my old band's record and uh and Joe Gittleman from the Boston's was was down um, for a little name plug. Damn! And he was he was helping us out with some shit. Drop. And and he had hell of a he had name never, plug. He he hadn't he hasn't spent much time uh, with us or anything in Baltimore. So we invited him over to watch wrestling. And of course he was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And uh, <laughs> so, so he leaves. Netflix and chill. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, no, this this was like uh, Monday <laughs> night. Called, called, oh, we're wrestling. Come on. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're uh, most of the people left, and it's me and a couple friends, and we're smoking weed. It's you know probably like twelve thirty one in the morning, and uh, we don't even have the TV on. We're just sitting there talking. Yeah. All of a sudden, knock. All of a sudden, knock on the door. My friend Mike, who's whose uh, apartment it was, like looks at us. We're all like fucking blown out of our socks. Like what the <laughs> fuck? We don't. He's like, I was like, dude, do you even know anybody in this building? He's like, no. He's like, who the fuck's knocking on our door? So, you know, hello. And they're like, uh, Baltimore Police Department. And uh, he's all like, oh, uh, oh, just a, just a minute, sir. Meanwhile, we're fucking freaking out. We're freaking out. We're like yeah. running around trying. We realized we had only smoked a joint, so we didn't have any fucking bongs or anything around. So we were like, all right, shit. Uh, I don't know. So one of my friends has a bag we puts in his pocket. I, I had earlier in the day, my friend Mike was a photographer. He had all those old school uh, canisters of film, those black canisters of film. Yeah. He had like, I don't know, I eight or those. ten of them sit, s sitting out on the coffee table. Man, that's so not suspicious I, at all. Yeah. Just so taking I, lots of pictures. We're doing a photo shoot here, Mr. Right. Officer. Right. So I grabbed one that's empty, and I was like, hey, dude, can I use this? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I threw – this is earlier in the evening. I threw all my weed in there. And I put it in my pocket along with the like bag of like sticks and stones. And so the cops come in. This is fucking how ridiculous weed arrests were 20 some odd years ago in Baltimore City and for, you know, probably still exist in other places right now, like fucking Alabama and the South and shit. Texas. Yeah. It's gotta be Texas. Yeah. yeah. So no shit. They rolled in with like had to be seven, eight cops. Oh, yeah. There's three of, it's like three of us stone out of our minds sitting on a couch and they fucking start rummaging through the fucking apartment start like going through all the bedrooms throwing stuff around and keep like grilling us like all right where's the weed where's the weed we know you got it <laughs> we're like no. that's what they sounded like course, though that's great and of course it reeks in there you know it just smells like we were just fucking puffing a big old fucking blunt and oh, it's yeah. just we're all like 
we were like, yeah, uh, no, officer, we have no idea what you're talking about. And they were like, come on, we're not idiots. We were like, uh, we are. We, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so these motherfuckers keep grilling us and grilling us and had to be, I don't know, had a good half hour. They yeah. were all in there, like, running around and had cop cars downstairs and, like, you know, people in the in the building, like, what the fuck's happening? And so, anyway, one of my friends must have been really fucking paranoid because he fucking loses his mind. And he goes, he just jumps up and fucking pulls a bag of weed out of his jacket and goes, there you go. You got me. I give up. And I was, and here I am. I'm the only other guy with weed. So I'm sitting there <laughs> and I, I see him do that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, out of your fucking mind. And so a little side story, that particular guy, actually all the guys that lived there were friends of mine from New York who had moved down. And so oh, I feel re- I feel really shitty because I was all like, well, fuck, man. The reason these idiots are here is because of me. And so I was all like, uh, <laughs> all right, sorry. Let me go back just a second. Right before that, as they're scout, you know, digging through all the fucking shit in the apartment. Yeah. I, I realize that the black canister of weed that I have in my pocket looks exactly like every other canister that's on the table that the cops that had come in had already looked in and saw film canisters. Okay. So while they were searching around, I fucking grabbed that shit out of my pocket and slid it, literally slid it like fucking like old school, like diner fucking. Oh, milk. sleight of hand. Oh, yeah. That's you real good with crimes. Fuck yeah. I slid it in there. Those motherfuckers never saw it. And so anyway, I still felt bad for my friend. So I was like, all right, dude, I'm not letting you go down. And and so I jumped up and I was like, all right, I got this. And all I had was that empty bag with like a couple of sticks and stones in it. And they were like, all right, you know, they fucking cuffed us up. We spent the we spent the night in uh, central booking in Baltimore City. Yeah. Highly. Uh, I, I don't recommend that shit at all. Yeah. And then uh, and the two of us, you know, you get your mug shot, you get your phone call. So, you know, they separate us. He makes his phone call. I call my friends back at the apartment. I was like, don't worry. You know, they locked us up. We're going to be fine, I think. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll try to get in touch tomorrow or, like, you know, try to call the police tomorrow, find out when we're going to get out. I don't know how this shit works. It's my first time being arrested. Yeah. And so, anyway, he comes back down the down the way. And I was like, I was like, who'd you call? And he goes, well, my parents, man. I, I called my parents. And I was like, <laughs> what? Why the fuck did you call? He woke up his parents in New York at like two in the morning to tell him he had been arrested for weed. Oh. And he's like, why would you call? I was like, fucking Mike and Joe, just to let him know we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> just to let him know we're all right. I'm in yeah. jail, but I'm all right. No. <laughs> we, we get out the next morning. Everyone, Joe... Turns out Joe, you know, we didn't get to rehearse that day because I was in fucking jail. And so, like, Joe basically was fucking so angry with me and everybody. He fucking drove back up to Boston. It was a terrible, terrible weekend. But the end of the story ends with me going back to that same apartment, hanging out with my friends, telling them the whole jail story. And, and, uh, And they go, dude, that's fucking nuts. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. You know what? They're like, what? I go back to the table where all the fucking containers are. Yeah. I picked up the one, open it, still filled with my weed. Oh, yeah. Fucking championship. Stone is delight. <laughs> so, so I mean, come go. on. That's, that's, that's my like, crime story. 
that's an amazing story. I love I, that one. I, I, I actually, last bit, uh, because you're uh, a Wisconsin, you're in Wisconsin, I actually could not perform. We had a show on a tour in Green Bay, and instead of playing that show, I had to fly back to Baltimore for my court date. Oh, shit. Uh, so the rest of the band did acid, I think. So they just didn't play the show. They, <laughs> yeah, you we know. We were on tour with. Uh, we were on tour with. Uh, shit, I think that was with No Use for a Name and uh, Anti Flag, and Holy I shit. think a bunch of those. I think a bunch of those dudes took acid and uh, and had a had a blast in Green Bay while I was fucking. I had, to, I had to be clean shaven and stand in front of a judge and, and beg oh, for forgiveness. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean Green Bay does rule in. Uh, it's a bummer that you had to miss that, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? How did that go? Like, yeah, did you get off? Uh, I got the old uh, probation before judgment. And uh, so okay. I got, I think I got nice. nine months, nine months or 10 months probation. That's plus like, a, I think it was like a $750 fine or something like that, yeah. which was a lot for a fucking broke ass, like touring idiot. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's a lot for uh, anybody who ain't rich. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, no shit. I had to use a, <laughs> I credit, shit I if you got a job. Card. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a decent guitar. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um I got one. Yeah. Let's let's do one more and then uh, I should probably call it quits here, but I would love to hear another story from you guys because it seems like you guys got some good stories and I love hearing them. I uh <laughs> I had to testify against the cops. Oh, goody, goody. That's a fun thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, was, I was racking my brain. I was like, what's the best? Because I, I got a lot of them. But I was like, what's the best one that I can tell? And this is the best one that I can tell for this All right. show. All right. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't want you to inseminate yourself or whatever, but um, <laughs> incriminate. So, That's the word. Um, but, you know, yeah. Go on. So um, I used to run this uh underground show space in hamden and it became a legitimate show space but when i was doing the shows there initially it didn't have a music license we were over capacity all the fucking time um it was real bad i actually did a show oh, for yeah, the loved ones there and it was awesome that oh. was nuts yeah i'm and it sure was so it was cool. and i also did one for um that band out of new england the pissed and that was also nuts. It was so cool. And um, yeah. it was this restaurant, super cool. And um, so this one night, um, there's this dude, and he's clearly on, like, he's got to be on meth or some shit. Because, like, this guy's, like, fucking Superman. This guy's, like, unstoppable, you know? Yeah. And he's wearing these orange overalls, these, like, coveralls. But he's, got, he's not wearing anything underneath them. And the reason why I know that is because he'd unzip the front of the coveralls and they were starting to come off of his body because he wasn't wearing the sleeves. Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it's just like shrinking down. You know, the guy looks like one of those like, you know, entry level goons on uh, like Arkham City video game or some shit. Like it's like real crazy. So all these fucking cops surround this guy. And this is like, out, every, again, it's handed. Everything happens in the middle of the fucking street. Everything happens in the middle of the fucking street. So, um, all these cops, I mean, dude, it must've been like, it must've been like 12 cops surround this dude. And they, they had those, like those tasers from time cop where the, the shit shoots out of them, like those prongs with the, you know, like a bullet, you know, 
Hell the crazy yeah. ones. It's not the kind where you gotta like touch the guy with your arm. Like you can, you hold it like a gun and it fucking fires out. So these guys get all around this dude and they start shooting these things at this guy. I'd never seen. I didn't Fuck. think those things were real to begin with. Then you see them in person, you're like, holy shit. And so you know, it, it's all crack a lacking. You know, it's just you know, all, again, twelve stun guns all going off in this dude. And again, he's up whatever he's oh, on. Oh yeah, crack a like, like PCP meth, whatever this dude's on. Like he, it's not stopping him. Okay. So it's like it's just one of the craziest things I've ever seen, oh. and but that's also that's also handy because like then you turn around and that's the next craziest thing you've ever seen. So these guys are like all over this dude. Finally, they tackle this guy to the ground. He's pretty naked at this point. He's really mad. The tasers didn't do a thing on him, and they get him and they throw him in this paddy wagon. Well, meanwhile, uh, this buddy of mine, who for this story will remain nameless, uh, <laughs> he he was taking pictures of the cops doing this shit to this guy, right? Oh, good. So. They grab my friend and they beat him up. You know, they, yeah. they aren't going to say that they're going to beat him right. up, but they beat him up. Right? They use the ground and they use the car and all that shit. Their little maneuvers and they they smash up his shit. In the meantime, they smash his camera and they they grab his bag and they throw him in the car. And as they're throwing him in the car, he says to me, he "Goes Neil, you got you got to get you know the the get the bag, get the bag." Uh, just because he had like his personal possessions in it and shit, like his wallet and stuff. Oh yeah, and. uh and I take a step out off the curb because I'm just staring at this thing with with my mouth open. Because the whole thing takes place in like the span of like two, three minutes, right? But time's moving slow as hell, so it feels like an hour, you know. And I take a step out, and he, the guy looks at me. He's like, "You want to go to jail too, Red?" And I was like, "Whoa, holy oh, shit!" This escalated quickly. So they, so I just stood there. They fucking grab my friend. They throw him in the same paddy wagon with this like lunatic, which I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And they take my friend down to central booking for quote unquote resisting arrest. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds And right. I was like, okay, weird. That's bullshit. Resisting arrest has always been one of those things that just doesn't make any fucking sense to me, but that's fine. And um Oh yeah. So they throw they throw my friend in jail. The next day, his so the what they kind of fucked up though, because what they didn't know was was that my my buddy, his mom is a lawyer. Oh yeah. Okay. That's good. And it turns out that while she couldn't represent him because of, you know, I guess familial shit, however that works out, you know, she's got lawyer friends, you know, other lawyers. Oh, for sure. So, so this lawyer calls me up, like, I'm talking like, this thing happens at like 2 in the morning. At like 9.30 in the morning, this other lawyer calls me. He's like, hey, so you're a witness against police brutality case in Baltimore City. Uh, how about uh, you testify? And I was like, uh, what? You know, like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh, fucking, what? first of all, you use the word testify, which I'm not a fan of anyway. And now you want me to fucking testify against the police. Also, you want me to testify against the Baltimore City Police. Yeah. What? That sounds dangerous so, as hell. Yeah, yeah it was scary as shit. So it turns out it wasn't just me. It was like me and like three other guys that saw this whole thing go down. And we all knew each other. But what the craziest fucking thing was, was that. You know, the trial didn't happen for like a month or two, and I had some shows in between, yeah. and the fucking cops paid me a visit. Oh, I'm sure they, they did. never said a word, but they definitely wanted to put some squeeze on me, you know, and I was just like, oh, my fucking God. And it was just it was totally nuts. So I end up going to, to the, the court hearing, you know, with these other like three, two, three guys, you know, that, that are witnesses. And we're sitting there. And the thing about that bullshit is, is like anybody who sat through something like this, like. They say it's going to be like a 15-minute trial. Yeah, but there's like 80 trials. So you have to wait there the whole fucking day. Oh, yeah. So you're like, you're sitting there and you're hearing like all of this insane shit. Like, 
you know, Your Honor, uh, yes, the defendant does have uh, 85 counts of B&E, uh, this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing. But, uh, you know, it's only their, like, 95th offense, so, hey. And it's <laughs> Jade. This is whole fucking thing. So we're just sitting there, and I'm waiting for, like, my, my social justice warrior buddy, you know, to fight the man, and I got to testify against the fucking cops. Well, this cop who, you know, this was all alleged against. Yeah. You know, I, I think the state didn't think that they were, that this dude was going to have fucking witnesses. Oh, because shit. this cop rolls in. And you can see it. Like, he rolls in, like, all, like, hey, yeah, whatever, fuck it, you know. He yeah. takes one fucking look at, like, the four or five of us, you know, because, again, like, it's the defendant and then, like, the, the few witnesses they had, because we're all kind of sitting together, you know? Yeah. And he just mumbles something in the, you know, assistant DA's ear or whatever that person is that, you know, has to, like, you know, fuck over regular people. And yeah. um, the the they dropped everything against my friend, like, right there. Didn't, like, the judge didn't say one fucking word. They just dropped the whole fucking thing. Because they, they knew, I guess, that, like, if we said anything, you know... They would be fucked. So, so we never even hero. got a chance to say anything in court because before we could testify, they dropped all the charges and closed the case down. That was it. Well, I would like to say that you're a true American hero, and I thank you for that story. I think uh, between the two of those, you guys have had the best st crime stories on this podcast so far. So <laughs> I'll give it up to Hell you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come to Baltimore more, man. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we, Sounds like it. Fucking Let's fucking... Uh, Break some crimes, we'll fucking, uh, you know. Well, the, the 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 weed epidemic is over, right? Like, is it legal in Baltimore now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you got medical uh, medical legality in the state yeah. of Maryland, but it's a it's about as strict as it was in California, like uh, 15, 20 years ago. All right. So on one hand, you got like the classic story that'll never be told again because we've progressed so. Far. Uh, well as a society so you got that and then they're like extreme like I took down a fucking cop story and uh, oh thank you guys so much for those oh, of course, I really of appreciate yeah, it yeah man uh, but once we, should... we can play some more shows we'll get some more stories for you too because well, it's gonna get you know it's gonna get weird yeah it is gonna get weird it's already getting weird um you know I hope we can play shows uh, again and hopefully play with you guys one of these days uh, down in Baltimore that. or somewhere awesome. around there you know like who knows? Who knows what is going to happen again? Hopefully someday. And, uh, you know, the world might be a different place when it does. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, as always, that it'll happen. Yeah. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Yeah, Great. Thank, thank you, thank you so us, much, man. man. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, anything, uh, do, do people need to know where to find you on the internets and whatnot? Or do we already go over that? We went over, but let's do it one more time. That's a good idea. All right. Panicproblem.com. So, there it is. Panicproblem.com and uh, panicproblembmore.bandcamp.com. And, and Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. You'll find it. Hell yeah. Yeah, Twitter, Spotify, yada, yada. Also, uh, you know, free yellow. <laughs> hey, hashtag free yellow. Got to get that hashtag in there. Hashtag, oh, hashtag hey. free yellow. Yeah. I, I, got a, I got a question for you. Can I ask one question? Yeah, for sure. Who are you listening to right now that's not getting a lot of... I just started a new playlist on Spotify, and I'm doing some other shit too, but um, who are you... Who is there any like un, unheard of bands out of uh, where you might hang out that, <laughs> that uh, are, are cool as shit, that, well, that are not as well known? Because I'm, I'm doing a playlist called Hidden Gems. 
Yeah. Any prison doo-wop groups? <laughs> Fuck you. I I want yeah I, <laughs> I would I would like to know about more of those but uh you know I've been listening to a lot of surf music lately and, and fuck yes and uh there's, there's one band I'm gonna tell you about a punk rock band too but there's one band that like I don't know how many people know about them but they're kind of like my favorite surf band um they seem like they do pretty well but they haven't come out out with an album for a while and they're called the Raining Monarchs and I'm not friends with oh, them. All right. I'm not friends with them or anything. I just fucking love their music. Um, but one band I would like to give a shout out to because they're from our neck. Uh, well, not our neck of the woods. They're, I don't think they ever been to prison, but they're from Europe um, is Lone Wolf. And they're from uh, the Netherlands, which is an amazing place to ever go to if you get a chance. Um, they got hit real or like, you know, not the band, but the that country got hit real hard with the Corona like sickness and stuff so uh luckily i don't think any of my friends got sick but uh they're doing okay and uh yeah check out lone wolf and then uh what else uh not on tour is a real tight band from israel and uh kind of like if you're into like newer uh descendant stuff like everything after everything sucks like they got that kind of like production quality to their songs and it's it's very like fast and like could be metal if it wasn't so poppy. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's fucking cool. If you like surf shit, we've got a band. We got a, actually a bunch of bands out of Baltimore that do that shit that are way cool. There's a band called the Flying Faders. You oh, should pass. definitely check out. Yeah, I would have shit. to. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, actually, uh, Derek from Wallride put put out. Uh, he puts out their shit. Nice, cool shit. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. And the and the Bali Lamas. Oh yeah, Bali Lamas. Fuck oh, Chris's band. That's right. Yep. Oh, tight. Bali Lamas. <laughs> yeah, B B B A B A L I Lamas. Tight. Sounds good to me, guys. Well, it was been a it, again. It's been a pleasure having you guys on, and uh, hopefully we could talk soon. And uh, let's do it again sometime. Awesome, yeah, man. All right, take it easy, man. All right, tight, guys. See you later. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast. I want to thank Neil and Tom again for being on it. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. Uh, the Intruder Green calling line is plus 1608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting, sweet lights, Rahway, New Jersey. A theme song is Particles by Typros. We're partying in here. We got all kinds of beer. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil and Tom of Panic Room on the Intruder Green podcast. Not Panic Room. God damn it. See, we talked about it too much. I fucked it up. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> I would put the camera on, but I'm using, I, I do a whole thing where I lift the phone through the mixer and uh, you would basically be staring up at my ceiling if you, <laughs> if you saw the cam, what the camera's awesome. looking at. It's, I bet it's a beautiful ceiling. Oh, it's a male ceiling. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's white and bumpy. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just, just how I like them. Premium, that's premium quality paint job right there. That's right. Whoop.